This episode is sponsored by the Live Alcohol Experiment, a 30-day science-based and compassion-led journey where you learn to develop a healthier relationship with alcohol without relying on willpower. Why? Because the truth is that willpower runs out. Instead, you learn how to focus on what you gain, not what you give up, so you can feel good about the decisions you make without shame or guilt. With the 30 days of video training, virtual daily coaching, and a private and supportive community, you get that and so much more. Join us today to get happier, healthier, and to take back your life. Your live alcohol experiment starts on the 1st, so sign up at livealcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and welcome to This Naked Mind Podcast, and I'm here with Janelle. Hi, Janelle. How are you? Hi. Hi, Annie. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so good. I love your your top. You're just really fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> awesome. So welcome. Where, why don't you sort of take me back to the beginning with alcohol? Where did it all start for you? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, my journey kind of started, I think probably where a lot of people's do. Um, I was in my later years of high school and just kind of started experimenting a little bit with beer basically, or what was it like mad dog, like some like awful, like teenage drink that we all kind of had. Um, and you know, I didn't really drink too much in high school or really even, I mean, in college, I drank a little bit more, but, um, you know, coming from where I am now, I can look back and kind of realize like, oh yeah, like that really affected me. And like, I was pretty excited when I came across alcohol because I was like, wow, this is something that makes me feel like nothing else really has ever made me feel. So, um, you know, I, I drank, I think what I would consider normally, like through college. And, you know, then I, um, after college, I got a job. And then shortly after that, you know, got married, and I had a couple of kids. And of course, you know, when you get pregnant, then you stop drinking, because you don't want to drink while you're pregnant. So when I was pregnant, I didn't drink anything. And then, you know, when my kids were really young, I, you know, kind of started to realize, oh, now I'm now I'm kind of seeing why people drink because, you know, it's stressful and it's challenging to have small children. Um, but, you know, I, I really didn't have at least I wouldn't consider myself to really have much of a problem with it until I, I did go through a divorce when my kids were pretty little. And I feel like that kind of I, I reached for that a little bit more than maybe I otherwise would have. And then that went, that kind of behavior kind of, you know, after I got divorced, I got settled and everything, you know, was going along great, but I just, I never made a conscious decision to really increase my drinking, but I started to just realize that I was over the years, I was drinking more and more and more. And then I really started to just kind of do some things where I thought this is starting to be a problem. And I wasn't really getting in tr into trouble with anything, but, you know, just waking up and having a headache every day and just getting into that same pattern of, you know, you get done with work and then, you know, you reach for the wine or the beer or whatever. And, you know, you end up just like before you know it, it's every single night. And so that's kind of where I found myself. And I was probably stuck in that pattern. I mean, years, I was stuck in that pattern. And probably I, about maybe four or five years ago, I really started thinking, I got to get this under control. And, you know, I, I had tried several different things and I just thought, 
I, I can't do it. This is just going to be how I am for the rest of my life because I just, I, I don't, I don't know what to do. And, you know, everything that I've done that's been successful in my life doesn't work when it comes to alcohol. Like it's just, I'm not able to do it. So it sounds so silly, but it's like, I, I feel like I tried everything. And then when I came across this naked mind, I actually read it and it really didn't do a whole lot for me. And what got me was probably about a year or so after I read the book, I signed up for one of the orientations, like the three-day orientations. And that's what got me. I mean, I was absolutely hit over the head with a cast iron pan because I, I mean, going through that really opened a lot of visualization into where my life had come from and where I was going if I didn't change anything. So that's that's how I landed on this naked mind. And thank God I did because it's been a miracle. <laughs> amazing. That's amazing. So um, what was it like for you uh, sort of during the time where you, you didn't, you know, you read the book and you're just kind of, what were you thinking during that time or what you what were you experiencing before the three day? You know, I I was just in a really bad pattern. Um, I, I would call myself, you know, <laughs> to use terms that we don't really, you know, you don't really like to use with this naked mind. I mean, back then I was calling myself a highly functioning alcoholic because I was just like you describe Annie, you know, you, you know, you go to work and, you know, you're, you're eight, like from the outside, somebody looking in at your life is like, oh, wow. Like they're like killing it. They're just killing their life. You know, they're doing you know, we're doing awesome at work. Their kids are great. You know, everything from the outside looking in, it looks like everything is just going great. And then inside, you know, in, in my own mind, you know, I'm waking up every morning and I'm just like, absolutely hating myself, hating myself, telling my, like thinking I I'm the worst mother in the world. You know, I started, I started doing a lot of things, you know, and I think a lot of moms or parents in general can relate for people who have struggled with alcohol just because it really gets you with your kids, you know, the way that you change your behavior, the way that I was treating my kids, my short temper, having a short temper, maybe losing my temper occasionally with them, you know, and then they're, you know, they're, they've gotten older now. I mean, right now my kids are 17 and 15 and, you know, it's only been, you know, the last few years, but they started to mention things to me. And that, that really hurts when your kid and, and it hits home because it's like, these are, these are the kids that look up to you and they're mentioning things like, you know, mom, I really hate it when you drink that much, or I don't know why you had to do that last night, or that really hurt my feelings when you did that. And, you know, that's, that's really the pattern that I was stuck in. And I just, I knew that something had to change. And i felt like I was trying everything to change, you know, every morning getting up and swearing, that's it. This is the end. Like I'm not doing it anymore. And then sure enough, three or four o'clock in the afternoon. And it's like, okay, almost there. I'm almost there. I may, I'm almost made it and I can have my beer or have my wine or have whatever, you know, and it's just, I was just stuck in that cycle for so long. And, you know, it, it, it just, it was, the guilt was just like crushing me to death. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a rough place to be. <laughs> and were you trying actively to change that? Um, I would say, 
Yes and no. I mean, I really wanted to change. And, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you think I'm, I'm really I'm dead set on this. I mean, in that regard, yes, I was very much wanting to change, but I wasn't taking any active steps to get out of the cycle that I had gotten stuck in. Like I I would periodically like sometimes I'd get so frustrated. So I'd go through and I'd clean clean my whole house out, you know, dump everything away. And, you know, that may last three or four days or whatever. And then I think, oh, I'm I'm good now. Like, it, it's fine, you know, and then I swing by the store and pick something up and then, the, you know, right back to where you were, you know. So I think I tried little things like that, but I never tried anything different as far as like changing the pattern of my life. Years and years ago, I had tried, well, not years and years ago, probably about maybe seven or eight years ago, I did try AA because I grew up, my mother was an alcoholic as well. And um, she she kind of fell in the, she was in the same exact pattern as I was. So I really just followed right in her footsteps. But I had tried AA um, several years ago and I just knew like it was absolutely not for me. I, I couldn't identify really with anyone. Um, I hated the idea. I hated all of the just negativity that was there as far as, you know, there's something wrong with you. And, you know, you can't, if you, if you have a drink, you're, you've just lost everything. You've just, you're like, you're back at square one. You're starting over from day one again. And that's that type of negativity has never really worked on me. And I'm a very kind of science scientific person and I work in medicine. And so I'm I'm very driven by information and learning. And I think that's what finally made the change for me was learning all of well it was twofold Annie you like you hit you hit everything perfectly with your method because not only do you have the the knowledge so you educate people and you give them the understanding of what's going on physiologically with everything in your body to make you to kind of sabotage you and then you also have the the part about letting go of all the guilt and being kind to yourself and giving yourself grace, that was key for me. And honestly, that was what made all the difference out of everything else and all the trying that I'd been doing before. Something clicked to me when you and Scott said, you have to like get past the guilt. You have to let the guilt go. And I mean, logically, we know that, right? I mean, I've I've let I've read enough self-help books to know that like you shouldn't make yourself feel guilty for things, but I didn't realize how guilt was such like putting its foot on my neck, you know, not letting me go anywhere because it was just holding me back. You know, you wake up in the morning with a headache and a hangover and that guilt just kicks in. And it's like, I would never go any further than that. I was just in this perpetual cycle of feeling guilty and just being mad at myself, thinking I'm a failure. And it wasn't until I kind of started doing the pause where I thought, okay, I'd wake up, I'd feel crappy for guilty and physically, you know, feel bad. And then I would be like, okay, well, this is where I'm at today. And I don't have to quit drinking yet. I'm just, I'm just looking at things. I'm just evaluating things. And I'm not letting the guilt 
in today. And so I just push it to the side and I'd be like, and immediately it would pop back. It's like when you first start to meditate, you know, it's like everything. And it's like, I'd push the guilt out and then it would pop back immediately. And I'm like, nope, I'd push it back out. And then I'd get like maybe two or three minutes where I'd get up and, you know, brush my teeth and then, oh, then the guilt would pop back. And then I had to push it out. But by doing that, it's like I opened the door to change and I opened the door to exploring what's really going on. And that was, I mean, that was life-changing. It was, it changed everything. It absolutely changed everything. And then not only did I get that little door being opened, then all the information that I got when I did the path, because I was on the path, every day you'd have the little video or the little, you know, reading or journaling exercise or something like that. And I'd go through that. And it's like, I just, you know, that was, that was how I could put one foot in front of the other was, was letting the guilt go and moving forward in that direction, rather than just staying in the same, in the same rut that I was in. Oh, that's so, that's so amazing. And it's so true. Like, I know that in the three-day event, we sort of talk about, you know, day one is all about how you have the wrong tools. And we do these like very visceral exercises to help you understand that like guilt and shame will not get you where you want to go. And if you could right. possibly just take 30 days of no matter what mistakes you made being graceful with yourself, like what could your life look like? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's weird how, like, how it's such, it's so simple. Like, why is it so hard if it's so simple? You know, I mean, but I mean, you sit there and you just constantly beat yourself up and then like at, like I kind of started to even look at myself and be like, well, this has not really served me well. This hasn't served me any better than the alcohol I'm drinking by sitting here and beating myself up. And what's interesting about it now that I'm kind of on the other side and I've had, you know, many months now of not drinking anything is, you know, it's applicable to so many other things in your life as well. I mean, there's like anytime I start to feel guilty or something you know, I kind of use those same techniques that I kind of learned from this program about, okay, well, yeah, so guilt, guilt never really helped anybody do anything. And I know, like, it, there's a little bit that can be good. I know one of your one of the topics that you talk about in, in the path, you know, has a lot to do with guilt. And you talk about how guilt is kind of there for a reason. But we take as humans, you know, we kind of have taken it to the nth degree and we, you know, where to the point where it doesn't actually serve its intended purpose. And so you kind of get stuck in those moments where you just let that guilt, you know, just take over and it's and it's not really serving you because it's not prompting any sort of change. And so when you can now identify when guilt pops in and it's like, okay, the guilt is here. What am I feeling guilty about? Let's, let's, let's be curious about it. Like you always say, and let's figure out what's going on. And it doesn't have to just be with alcohol. It can be with anything. It's, it, I, I found it useful, a useful practice just in being intentional and being mindful about my life and, and the things coming at me that, you know, had I not had that kind of perspective previously, I probably would have just reached and reached for a beer or reached for a glass of wine and not given it another thought until the next morning when I woke up and went through the same thing all over again. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. And I feel like we just default to it. It's just kind of like what we've been, you know, given as a society is like, okay, just beat yourself up more. And then that yeah, yeah, 
that will be the way that <clears throat> you can affect change. Yeah. It's just absolutely, you know, doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and one of the things I wanted to tell you too, is that like, I going through the path and, and just kind of continuing now on in living naked and, and listening to all the wonderful, you know, content and everything you have. One of the things I've really learned, and again, I had kind of known this before I'd known it, um, like academically, but not like internalized it is that, you know, when you use, when you have unhealthy coping mechanisms, whatever that may be, alcohol being, you know, mine of choice. And I'm, I'm finding now after giving up alcohol that I have some other ones too, that I'm kind of trying to figure out. Um, but when you, when you don't choose healthy coping mechanisms, it's, it really stops your growth. Like it just stops everything, you know, all those things that I want to teach my children about how to cope and how to build life skills and stuff. It's like, I'm kind of having to learn some of those things myself too, just, and that's, what's so great about, you know, living naked too, is that I feel like you address so much more than just, I mean, you address everything. Like what was I listening to the other day? I can't even remember what it was, but it, it was something and I'm like, this isn't even related to alcohol, but it's like she knew I needed to hear this today. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. You know, there's just so many um, different topics that you talk about that and it all can, it's like you're doing, you're, you're approaching somebody's mental health full circle. You know, the alcohol is kind of the starting point and like, that's what got me in it. But, you know, now that, now that I've been through the path and now that I'm moving further on down my living naked journey, like I see that like you, you really have like so many, such broader topics to, to talk about. And, and really that's how you keep, I, I think that's, you know, how I'm going to stay with it is because once you kind of learn this stuff and you, you start to, you know, hone your skills for coping and hone your skills for dealing with things in a mature way. It's like, it's just, it's going to help you to not fall back into those same patterns. So yeah, it's, it's wonderful. I, I owe so much to you and the program and Scott and all the people that were in my class and all that kind of, I mean, it's just, it's been so great. I can't even tell you. <laughs> it's a miracle. It truly is. It's a miracle. I never thought I would get out of it. I never thought, I honestly thought all hope was lost. I was just like, this is me and this is how my life is going to be because I can't get out of it. And, and then, you know, to, to look back and realize like, gosh, I remember being so scared and so deflated and so just stuck. And it honestly wasn't even that hard to get out of it and to realize like all that suffering that I felt for all those years and all it took, you know, all it took was, was this, you know, it's not like, it's not like they're going through the path was this like torturous kind of like going through AA or starting to go to the meetings. It's like, you kind of even look at that as like, Oh, I have to start. It was a joy to go through it. I mean, it's, it's wonderful. And it's like, if I would have known sooner, like who knows it hit me at the right time. I don't know, but it just, it, it was not even 
it was it was liberating. It wasn't a challenge. It wasn't painful. It was well, I shouldn't say that. There was there's some it's painful to go through the process, but it's worth it. And it's wonderful because you come out the other side and you're like a new person. You're just you feel so great about everything, or at least I did, you know. So yeah, it's, I really, it's, it feels like a miracle because I mean, I'm not really one who, who truly believes in like miracles. I think there's a lot going on there, but I just, I thought I was done. I thought that was how I was going to be for the next, however long that I was graced to be on the earth. I thought that was just going to be me and, and it's wonderful to not be stuck there anymore. I love that Janelle. That's just so amazing. And I think that what you're talking about with, you know, living naked and the content in, in that program, kind of the post drinking content is I always think of it in my own life where, you know, when I put down the things that I was using to self-medicate and it was like, oh, wait a second. Like I actually have to, you know, function in my life without just trying to like ignore it all the time or ignore anything that's, that's going wrong or ignore some of the really toxic thoughts and patterns of thinking that I have in my mind and all those sorts of things. And I was like, it started, I was with my daughter one night and she was three and I was brushing her teeth. And, uh, you know, when they're little, you have to like help them brush their teeth because they just mm-hmm. don't quite get it yet. And I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, we as parents have gotten so much education around our children's teeth by the age of three. And by the way, all of her teeth at that point in time, they're all going to fall out. None of them are <laughs> right. Like, so it's like, yeah. you get a do over in some ways with baby. Right. Teeth. And, um, and yet we are like diligently every night taking care of them every morning, taking care of them. And I was just thinking like, there's no flossing for mental health. There's no point right. at which we are intentionally consciously thinking about how to manage our minds and our experience as humans, unless we, something goes wrong in our lives and we haphazard into it, or unless something goes really bad and we end up, you know, needing some, some more intense interventions than maybe coaching. And right. it really strikes me that like, just in general, we are so needing to take, you know, look at this, I think in a, in a way that it becomes more just regular ongoing maintenance than it does. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it, like, it, I feel like, you know, if maybe if my parents would have been better about, you know, teaching me, you know, maybe, maybe there's people out there that get lucky and, you know, their parents teach them well, or their parents teach them in a way that is meaningful to them. You know, I feel like my parents taught me coping skills and stuff like that, but obviously it wasn't to the depth and understand and level that I needed in order to catch myself before I fell into this terrible pattern of bad choices for coping. But, you know, it's interesting because I've always been a person who's been very cognizant of my mental health. And that, that probably is also why, like, it just like, it, it used to just drive me crazy because I'm like, how am I the person that, that this is happening? Like, how did I get, I know better than this. Like, how did I get stuck in this pattern? And I had gone, like I'd gone to therapy multiple times and I'd outright told them that I was drinking too much. I'm like, I'm here because I'm drinking too much. And even they like that, it's like, they wouldn't 
really even almost believe me. It's like I almost they almost wanted to say like, well, it doesn't sound like you're really drinking that much. Like you haven't really like missed any work and you haven't, you know, gotten in trouble with the law or anything like that. And it's like, it's like, they almost didn't believe me. And it's like, that's in a way it's, you're like, Oh, okay. Well now it's out there and I've told them and they think I'm okay. So, okay. I'm okay. You know? And it's like, in my head, I'm like, I know I'm not okay. I know I'm not. And it, so obviously like therapy, even admitting to a therapist that I have a problem with alcohol wasn't, wasn't enough of me reaching out to get help. It just took like, I don't know. I don't know why, what, you know, forces aligned when I happened to stumble across, you know, the, the three-day um, orientation for, you know, the naked mind, like, I, I think I was just ready and I was just in that place, but I don't know, like something is missing even in the professional setting too, because I mean, the fact that like I could go and tell, I mean, this isn't just one therapist. I've told three different therapists that I have a problem with alcohol and none of them ever did anything or expressed any concern or put me on some sort of a program or path or even just like individual exercises or, or a process of, of trying to cope with that. Like nobody did anything for me, even just coming out right and admitting it. I don't think they really knew what to do. I mean, other than, I mean, what do therapists do when you tell them that? I mean, do they, I mean, I guess they suggest you go to AA or something, but it's like, that's just passing the buck. That's not actually helping. So I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It it's frustrating that mental health like and maybe I just got kind of some therapists that weren't really as well trained in in dealing with addiction or something but I I don't know. I mean <laughs> I just thought it was weird and I, that's another reason why I just thought all hope was lost because I'm like I've tried I've tried therapy and I just it's not working like nobody can help me. I'm beyond help. <laughs> Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, it's, it's such an interesting aspect when that would happen to me too, where I would go to a doctor, even like a medical doctor and, and want to like, talk about like, how much is too much? You know, what's your opinion? What, what are your thoughts? And it was always diminished, you know, yeah. like, oh, unless, you know, you're wrecking your cars or not showing right. up for work or, you know, some really terrible things are happening. It was just really always diminished. And I have, you know, we do this Naked Mind Institute with um, where we certify coaches and I've now had doctors go through and therapists go through and <clears throat> both have told me that it is just woefully inadequate, the training. So people yeah. feel really helpless and it's not like they don't want to help. It's just that they have no idea how to help. And, yeah. um, and so it's just, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you definitely, you have to be ready for sure. And I think that's, what's so great about your program is, you know, being ready, you can be ready every morning when you wake up with a headache, you know, but it's like, like, I, I remember, you know, in the introduction to the path, you know, that, you know, you're just don't do the sessions like after you've been drinking and just keep doing them, you know, just no matter what, just keep doing them. And that's what I did. I mean, I just, I, I was drinking, you know, for the first 
few weeks on the path. And it's like, but I just kept showing up and it was, it wasn't just willpower. Like it didn't take me willpower to show up because like all you said, like, just let yourself off the hook. You know, you're not trying to quit drinking just yet, but just keep showing up. And then you get that knowledge. You get the knowledge, which for me was so important. Like I loved learning. I, I knew a little bit about how it works and how, you know, the, the brain works and stuff like that. But like learning about the different, like, like the, uh, the dynorphin was huge for me. Like that was such a huge game changer for me to understand how that worked. And it's like, oh my gosh, like this is totally sabotaging me. Like, it's not just about going through, you know, having a little bit of a high from alcohol. And then the next day, you know, feeling kind of feeling a little bit more depressed or whatever, like this is physiological, like why I'm feeling this way. And, and, you know, sometimes that, that, that was enough, you know, on a few occasions where I wanted to go and, you know, grab a drink or whatever. I'm like, nope, I've gotten a few days under my belt. I've got all that dynorphin out of my system. Like, I don't want to like let it back in. And so, you know, I would just like, sometimes that was enough of a reason for that day, you know, to not reach for a drink. So you give, you know, you just start piling on this knowledge and this understanding. And it's, I mean, it's an interesting thing because, you know, that only goes one way. You can't take knowledge away. Like it only goes one way. So once you learn it, you can't unlearn it and then you know it. And then you, you, you know, it makes, it makes you make different choices once you know those things. So yeah, it's, it's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, I think such a cool thing about the whole journey is you, you truly can't take knowledge away. Like you can't make it, you can't unlearn, you know, right. right. Yep. I know. Yeah. It's, it's great that it works that way for, you know, it was great for this journey because, you know, once, once I kind of started learning all this and, you know, between, between the knowledge of what was physiologically going on in my body and starting and, and the, the forgiveness or the grace of letting myself off the hook and, and just letting go of all the guilt and saying that's, that's not helping right now. There's a time and a place for that, but it's not right now. We're just going to let all that go. And that forgiveness kind of melted over into other places in my life too. Like I was, I've always been a very big person on, you know, keeping my house really clean, going to the gym, all those things. And I kind of just started to be like, I'm working on this right now. And if the dishwasher isn't emptied tonight, it's okay because I'm working on this right now. And same thing with the gym. And it's like, it was just, all of that just helped me further along on my journey to just learn how to be kind and forgiving, forgiving with myself and just being like, this is forward progress and I'm liking what I'm seeing. So if I don't go to the gym today, it's okay because I'm really doing something good here. And this is, this is a big deal and I'm happy with where this is going. So forget the gym for today. (laughs) Just being gentle with yourself and kind of focusing on one thing at a time, a little bit of like micro commitments, which is so powerful. Yeah. Well, that's just so awesome. So how has, how has life been? How is everything going now that you're on your way? Yeah, it's, it's going great. I mean, it's, I'm really surprised with how much time I have. Like, it's amazing how, when you're drinking all the time, how it just eats away all your time. And it's been great to have all this extra time and 
you know, oh my gosh, my kids are so happy. Like they are just, and, and, oh, bless them. They're just the light of my life, but like they, they're so happy that I quit drinking and they're, you know, they say to me all the time, like, mom, we're so proud of you. And this is just so great. And, um, you know, not only just being like, I can be an example to them now, like to show them that like, you know, this doesn't have to be something that you get stuck with for your whole life. And people can change if, you know, they're, they're able, if they're willing and able to do so. Um, but just having more time to have intention with my relationship with them too, because they're obviously a little bit older. There's, you know, like I said, 17 and 15. So they obviously are well into their own lives and schoolwork and activities. And one of my daughter work daughters works. And so they're busy a lot of times, but when they're not like, it's nice to have time with them where it's not like I'm just sitting there on the couch, you know, half you know, half drunk, you know, not even able to like ask them about their day or anything. So it's been great to really help those relationships and, and have more time to spend with them and have quality time when I have it, you know, when I'm able to um, get a little bit of time with them, we can have really good conversations and, and I've been very open with them from day one, like ever since I went through that three-day orientation, I've let them know everything that I'm doing. And like, you know, I would tell them all the time, oh, in today's lesson, we learned, you know, we were talking about this. And so they've been very aware of it. And there's been things that I've been able to kind of share with them. And it's like a growth moment for both of us where we can, you know, they, you know, there's been some times when my daughter came home and, you know, told me about something that maybe happened at school. And I was like, hey, actually today I kind of, I learned about like, you could probably relate that to you know, this situation, I relate it to, you know, my journey with alcohol, and you can relate it to the situation that happened at lunch with your friend, you know, so it's, it's been, it's been great. It's, it, life is going great. And yeah, I, like I said, I, I can't see myself ever going back. Like I have no desire to drink whatsoever. None, like zero, <laughs> just coffee. <laughs> I have, I haven't fully given up coffee yet. <laughs> Me neither. Um, that's awesome. That's so so great. So, uh, Janelle, let me ask you the question that I kind of finished these up with, which is, if you were going to go back in time to yourself, who felt really stuck and hopeless, who talked to multiple therapists about this and just feeling like, gosh, well, nothing's nothing's for me. Um, what would you tell her about life? What life is like now? I would say that there there is hope and you're, you've got to find a way to get out of your own way. And by that, I mean, it was truly the guilt that was holding me back. And I didn't realize that forcing the guilt to not be part of my mentality for that day opened up a door to the freedom that I wanted from alcohol. And it's because that guilt just robbed me. It took up too much mental real estate in my brain for me to see that there was anything else that could happen on the other side of it. There's, there's hope. And that if you can just push yourself past, push that guilt out of the way, all it, it's not going to be hard. It's not going to be as painful as you think it's going to be, it's not going to be as white knuckling as you think it's going to be. It's truly going to just be eye opening and it's going to be work 
but it's going to be good work and it's worth it. And there's going to be peace through the whole process, even through some of the hard parts. Because I think that's what was really so hard about the person that I was back then is that I was just so incredibly hopeless. And just to know that there is hope, like I said, it's, it's a miracle. Like, I feel like it's just truly a miracle. And for me to be able to look back at myself, the person that I was back then and to, and to say, you can do it. And there is hope. I just didn't believe that back then. And now to be on the other side, it's like, oh my gosh, like, I just want to take that girl and hold her and be like, it's all going to be okay. You can do this. You are stronger than this and you can do it. Mm, I love that so much. It's just awesome. What a cool thing to say. Yeah. It's all very true. Well, this has just been awesome, Janelle. Thanks so much for coming. Oh gosh. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's so great to talk to you. You're like my idol, Annie. (laughs) You remind me so much of myself, honestly, like some of the things that you say, like in, in the videos and just on your, I've listened to your podcast too. And just some of the things you say in the book. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, other women that have kids and, you know, careers and stuff. I think so many people can identify with you you know, so, you know, just, I, I'm just so glad that you do this work. It's so important. And I mean, I don't know, for me, it was the, it, obviously it's the only thing that ever worked. So you, you have the golden ticket, you have the magic like process and the magic way of communicating with at least a certain group of people like myself. I hope you feel fulfilled in your life because you should <laughs> for all the people that you've helped, including me. So oh so much. I really appreciate that. And yeah, it is, it's very, very fulfilling and very, very cool to um, get to help. I am also impatient because I feel like I want to reach, you know, more people and change how just the common language around the issues, but yeah, one thing at a time. It's really weird how much you start to notice it, you know, like there's just, I mean, now we're getting into the holidays and I'm, I'm kind of a shopper. That's another one of my like coping things that I'm trying to work on. Cause I definitely use retail therapy as a coping mechanism too. But now with all the, like the holidays and stuff coming, like there's wine, it, there's wine everywhere. And just like everything is alcohol. And it's like, I noticed it before, but it's like, it's almost like comedy and just I mean, it's, and it's just so toxic. It's so toxic to have that all over our society. And I know that you're like really working so hard to, you know, kind of try to change some of the, some of that, that we have around our society and alcohol, but it's just so crazy how much is out there and how much you notice it when you give up drinking. And yeah, it's, it's really, really sad. And I feel really happy that like, you know, not like I spent so many years being, you know, trapped in that, but like my kids have like, the journey has not only helped me, it's helped my kids too, because I mean, my kids swear they're like, mom, we're never going to drink. And they were, they were saying that before, like when I was still drinking too, because I always told them, you know, when I was drinking, I was like, what I, I was like, girls just don't ever start because if you start, it's hard to stop. And you don't realize when that point is, you're just going to get to a point like me, like right here where I am now, and you're not going to be able to stop. So if there's a piece of advice I can give you when you're about drinking, just don't ever start. And then you don't have to stop. And they saw me struggle with it. I mean, I was like, I was open with them about going through this journey with this naked mind. I was open with them before where I'm like, 
I don't know why I can't stop. Like, I'm sorry. I, I want to stop. Like, and, and they felt, you know, stuck too. Cause they're, I mean, they felt bad. They're like, we, you know, what can we do to help? And I'm like, there's nothing you can do. It's all, it has to be me. And, you know, so I feel like it's been so great to kind of take the journey with my kids and have them see what I've gone through so that, you know, it only just reinforces, you know, for their own lives and, and who knows, I mean, maybe they'll get stuck in the trap too at some point in time, but, but I, I really doubt it. Like after all this, like, I just, I feel like they're so much better equipped just giving them the tools and, and teaching them kind of, you know, you had a couple lessons where it's like what I wish I would have known before my first drink. Like I shared all of that with them. Like we listened to some of those together because I was like, gosh, I wish I would have known. Well, here, I, I can let you know now that, you know, you're old enough to understand this. I mean, they're, they're um, around it because some of their friends are of the age where they're starting to kind of drink sometimes. And it's, it's good to have them, you know, I'm very open with them and it's not a taboo topic at all. Like we talk openly about it. So it's been, it's been able, it's been good for me to be able to go through this journey myself, but also kind of share it with them and know that I'm kind of paying it forward with them. Well, I love that. So, yeah. That's just amazing. Yeah. It's awesome. What a good ripple. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate being able to talk to you. Like I said, I'm just, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if it'll actually be Annie on the, on this call. <laughs> it's so great. I'm a little starstruck. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm so glad to talk to you too. And thank you so much for sharing just such a great story. I really appreciate it. It's been really fun to hear. Sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Sounds good. Well, thanks. And I'm, I'm continuing on the living, na living naked journey. So I will I'll be around and I'll be, I'll be in all the, in all the feeds and all that stuff. So awesome. Well, we'll see you there for sure then. <laughs> all right. Sounds Thanks. good. All right. Thanks, Annie. Have a good rest of your day. Hey, I'm so excited because we are literally just about to start another live alcohol experiment. And if you don't know about the alcohol experiment, you need to literally drop everything right now and go to livealcoholexperiment.com. Here's the thing. This is a 30-day challenge and it's designed to interrupt your patterns and put you back in touch with the best version of you. You'll know it's that version that's living the most joyful life. That version that doesn't need alcohol to relax or have a good time. And that version that's having more fun and is more peaceful than ever. Again, it's just a 30-day challenge. It's live every single day. It's starting on the first. So hurry up, join me at livealcoholexperiment.com. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.